Section 30 of Essays, Book 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Cayo. Essays, Book 2 by Michel de Montaigne. Translated by Charles Cotton. All things have their season. Such as compare Cato the censor with the younger Cato, who killed himself, compared two beautiful natures much resembling one another. The first acquired his reputation several ways, and excels in military exploits and the utility of his public employments. But the virtue of the younger, besides that it were blasphemy to compare any to it in vigor, was much more pure and unblemished. For who could absolve that of the censor from envy and ambition, having dared to attack the honor of Scipio, a man in goodness, and all other excellent qualities, infinitely beyond him or any other of his time? That which they report of him, amongst other things, that in his extreme old age he put himself upon learning the Greek tongue with so greedy an appetite, as if to quench a long thirst, does not seem to me to make much of his honor it being properly what we call falling into second childhood all things have their seasons even good ones and i may say my paternoster out of time as they accuse t quintus flaminius that being general of an army he was seen praying apart in the time of a battle that he won imponet finem sapiens et rebus honestus the wise man limits even honest things juvenile six four hundred forty four eudemenides seeing Sinocrates when very old still very intent upon his school lectures when will this man be wise said he if he is yet learning and philopamian to those who extolled king ptolemy for every day in knowing his person to the exercise of arms it is not said he commendable in a king of his age to exercise himself in these things he ought now really to employ them the young are to make their preparations, the old to enjoy them, say the sages. And the greatest vice they observe in us is that our desires incessantly grow young again. We are always re-beginning to live. Our studies and desires should sometimes be sensible of age. Yet we have one foot in the grave, and still our appetites and pursuits spring every day anew within us. Tu secanda mamora locas sub ipsum funus et sulpulcri imemus struis domos you against the time of death have marble cut for use and forgetful of the tomb build houses horace odes two eighteen seventeen the longest of my designs is not of above a year's extent i think of nothing now but ending rid myself of all new hopes and enterprises take my last leave of every place i depart from and every day dispossess myself of what i have olim jam nec mihi nec acquiritur plus super est jatiquiquam viae henceforward i will neither lose nor expect to get i have more wherewith to defray my journey than i have way to go or hitherto nothing of me has been lost or gained more remains to pay the way than there is way seneca epistles seventy seven the sentence seemed to be that so far he had met his expenses but that for the future he was likely to have more than he required vixi et quem deberat cursum fortuna peregi 
I have lived and finished the career Fortuna placed before me. Aeneas 4, 653. This indeed the only comfort I find in my old age, that it mortifies in me several cares and desires, wherewith my life has been disturbed. The care how the world goes, the care of riches, of grandeur, of knowledge, of health, of myself. There are men who are learning to speak at a time when they should learn to be silent for ever. A man may always study, but he must not always go to school. What a contemptible thing is an old abecedarian, Seneca, Epistles, 36. Diversos diversa juvant, non omnibus anus omnia conveniunt. Various things delight various men, all things are not for all ages. Gales, Elegis, 1, 104. If we must study, let us study what is suitable to our present condition that we may answer as he did, who being asked to what end he studied in his decrepit age, that I may go out better, said he, and at greater ease. Such a study was that of the younger Cato, feeling his end approach, and which he met with in Plato's discourse of the eternity of the soul, not as we are to believe that he was not long before furnished with all sorts of provision for such a departure, for of assurance and established will and instruction, he had more than Plato had in all his writings. His knowledge and courage were in this respect above philosophy. He applied himself to the study, not for the service of his death, but as a man whose sleeps were never disturbed in the importance of such a deliberation. He also, without choice or change, continued his studies with the other accustomary actions of his life. The night that he was denied the praetorship, he spent in play. That wherein he was to die, he spent in reading. The loss, either of life or of office, was all one to him. End of section 30